Hey there, babbleheads. Have you decided how you're going to ring in the new year? Well, here's an idea. Do it with us. Kevin and I are doing two Hollywood Babylon shows on New Year's Eve. We're going to be at our home here in Los Angeles, the legendary Hollywood Improv. And we're doing two big Hollywood Babylon shows, one at 7.30 if you want to party, have dinner, and then still get to a friend's house to watch the ball drop. Or if you want to ring in 2019 with us, we're doing a 10 p.m. late show where we will do a countdown to the new year. And if you decide on the 10 p.m. show, you'll also get an autographed exclusive poster featuring the lovely faces of Kevin and myself. So if you're looking for something fun to do on New Year's Eve, we'd love to have you join us at the Hollywood Improv, Hollywood Babylon, two great shows, 7.30, 10 p.m. For tickets, check us out at csmod.com. That's S-E-E-S-M-O-D.com. Hey there, gang. It's Ralph here. You know, New Year's is right around the corner, and that means New Year's resolutions. How about one of your resolutions being getting a career that you really love? And you know who can help you with that? You guessed it, the Dave School. The Dave School has been cranking out artists for the entertainment industry for over 16 years. They put Orlando on the map as a resource for next-generation production-ready artists. How about working in visual effects? Well, they've got a 12-month visual effects production diploma that will give you a broad range of skills. It'll allow you to pursue a job in computer graphics, in, of course, feature film and television effects, but also game art, print advertising, architectural visualization, and even military simulation. Or maybe video games is your thing. Well, how about instead of playing video games, you can have a career making video games. The 12-month game production diploma will teach you to design, model, rig, and animate your own characters, props, and levels, and then learn how to integrate them into a game engine. By the time you're done, you're going to have a demo reel that will impress any AAA or indie game studio that's looking for an artist. This new year can be a brand new beginning for you, and it all happens at the Dave School at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Soundstage 25 on the back lot of Universal Studios is where the Dave School has its 35,000 square foot facility. This includes three labs, a working soundstage with a massive 65 foot by 25 foot green screen, a 25 foot theater screen, and even a motion capture system. The new programs start on January 7th, 2019 and March 18th, 2019. That means the time to apply is now. Check it out for yourself. Go to daveschool.com slash babble. And while you're there, check out the short movie or game that every class has to make as part of the curriculum. That teaches you to work like a team, just like you will when you're working at a studio. Check it out for yourself, daveschool.com slash babble. This episode of Hollywood Babylon is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com slash babble. Enter our offer code babble at checkout and get 10% off your first purchase. It's time to babble the fuck on. It's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. There we there go. There it is. Yeah. 
It is Friday night in Salt Lake fucking city, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Hey! Hi, boys and girls. Welcome, everybody. Holy wow. fucking shit. Here we are, Utah. Right? <laughs> See, we prepped a lot. Yeah. Someone sent me an email tonight. Welcome to Salt Lake, Utah, or S-L-U-T, slut. I said, oh, oh a, I love me a slut. Is that a, is that a thing? Does anybody refer to it as slut? Is it really? All right, calm down. <laughs> a little judgy. Um, I went out in slut all day long. Yeah, man. you did. I was knee deep in slut. I went to see uh, Spider-Verse this morning at 10 a.m. and it was amazing. Um, and then I went to shopping and shit. I was telling the cats I did a show right before this. I went looking for a coat because I didn't come prepared for the weather. Um, Turns out I, it's cold in the wintertime. Yeah, fucking. It's We're not December used to that. everywhere. Who knew? <laughs> So uh, the old coat that I used to wear, just now I look like I'm wearing my father's coat. I look like a child in the coat. It's just bigger. So I got to get something newer. And I was going to get one in Los Angeles, but my wife is like, you're going to Utah. They'll have coats. And I was like, yeah, I'll borrow one of theirs. Yeah. So uh, I went looking for a fucking coat and I went looking for my coat for not necessarily mine, but, you know, what I consider a trench coat, overcoat goes down to like your ankles and shit like that. Right. Everywhere I went. Nobody had one. Really? Yeah, they had coats come right above the knee and shit. Oh, you get cold calves that way. I, Especially I'm, when you're a jort, man. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking for, like, you know, the longer fucking coat, but everything's kind of short. And finally, I talked to Utah, was it Utah Woolen Company or something like that? Well, Woolen Mills. Woolen Mills. I went to that store because I was like, whoa, they make wool coats. They got to have a fucking coat and shit. And I went in, chit-chatted with the guy. It was lovely. And I was like, uh, I was like, I'm looking for a long coat. And he goes, Oh God, we got those. Come over here. And everything comes up to right above the knee. And I was like, I'm not a child. I need something long, man. Like you want fucking, a duster. You want to look yeah, like a cowboy. An overcoat and shit like that. And he goes, Oh, he goes, uh, you want a nineties coat. <laughs> <laughs> well, silent Bob, that was your era. Apparently, man. Apparently. So I felt like, Oh shit. I haven't bought a coat in a long time. So now I have to go get a one made from scratch because they don't do that kind of shit anymore. It doesn't make any sense. You think people get cold legs even in the 2000s, right? I guess it's all about style and fashion. Yeah. The guy was like, it's all Italian now. And I was like, what does that mean? He goes, this is an Italian style coat. And I was like, what, what was I wearing? He was just like, old. <laughs> you know, you should try an Army Navy store because that's kind of like a military style coat you used to wear. I bet they would have something full length. I don't think of it as military. Really? It was like, it was like drab green. It looked almost like a like a, a winter style military. I coat. bought it at the store in the mall called Oak Tree, which was like an urban hip hop store. Ah. <laughs> in uh, in the eighties, it was at the Mammoth Mall, and it was like going. They I bought that coat, the Silent Bob coat, off the rack in the summertime clearance. Got a deal. Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> fucking coat upon which I would build my entire fortune. Ten fucking bucks, man. Best ten dollars you ever spent. Oh my god. You ain't kidding. That's awesome. But I gotta go find one. The guy said he goes, You gotta go to an antique store. <laughs> this guy sounds like a champ. He was really fun. He was just putting it on Front Street. He was just like, Welcome to the fucking 21st century caveman. Like <laughs> 
It's been a minute for me, I guess. Although I do remember in the 80s, they used to have those real short waist length coats. You remember those? They were wool and they it was like a winter coat, but it just went to your waist. Everybody was wearing those. I don't like, remember that at all. It was like a matador cut or something they used to call it. And it was pointless to put that on in the wintertime. Your, your arms stayed warm, but that was the only part of you that was warm. And was, I, was that was a fashion that thing. Layered up down below. I people wearing so. parachute pants. <laughs> right. And leg warmers. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Well, best of luck in your search, sir. I had a, you know what else I did today? I fucking went to Target stoned. Oh, that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. It's like, it's like discovering retail for the first time. Like, like you walked out of the jungle from another tribe? I was like, they make this now? Like I was on the phone with my wife and the whole time I kept going, I can't believe how many things they make for people to just buy. Oh she's Lord, like, that is stoner talk. She's like, you are so fucking baked. I was like, I am. But it's nuts. I wound up spending 800 bucks. Just Holy fucking... shit, at Target? Yes. Did you clear them out? No. Was there anything left for $800? No. You should own the store. The really weird thing is like, I laid it out on the bed and shit and I FaceTimed my wife. I was looking at all these fabulous prizes and shit. And I was showing her everything that I got. And she was like, you just bought that at Target. I said, yeah. She goes, why didn't you just wait and buy it at the Target down the street from us? And I was like, well, I'm sure this is like Utah only shit. Yeah. They got a special Target here, yeah, Kevin. You're you know, right. This is like locally made and shit like that. But apparently the same shit I bought here is available there. Yeah. Did you get any magic underwear? No. No? Oh, because that's the I one mean, thing you could have got here, you can't get anywhere that's, else. That's true. That magic underwear. Could you just go into a Walmart and buy LDS underwear? Probably not. Yes? Somebody will no, tell me. No, I didn't think so. No. You got to go to a special store. Yeah, it's called Deseret Store. Yeah. <laughs> it, they, Bam! I just left you out in the cold, bitch. We're all talking local shit now, son. All right, Joseph. Do you know what Deseret is? I don't, know. Deseret is That was the, a Neil Diamond song, wasn't it? I don't know. Deseret, my Deseret. No. No? No. They, uh, it's the business arm of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Ah. So like the, the, the shit, the selling shit, like the Deseret bookstore and the Deseret gun shop. No, I don't know. They do that. <laughs> but it's, what else do they do? Books. Magic underwear, apparently. Ties. Ties? Ties. You're being facetious. You can get, you can get ties anywhere. You don't uh, have to where, go, to, go to Godmart or whatever where, this place is called. <laughs> where does one buy the what Ralph calls magic underwear? I guess you have to go to an LDS store. I think I think we just established that it's the Deseret store, right? Yeah, but I was asking like, what it, like is there a what is it? White elegance. Wow, that sounds like the Mormon fragrance. <laughs> This Christmas, show the man you love that you believe in Jesus with white <laughs> elegance. Oh, oh. <laughs> Smells so godly. It was my town's ironic nickname for my family when I was a kid. <laughs> there goes white elegance. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I didn't get out today because I was busy uh, organizing our little show tonight, but... Yeah. Uh, I had a dinner. I need a nap because I had a dinner that was awesome. Any of you locals ever go to the uh, Rio Grande Cafe? No. Is it Rio Grande? Is that what it's called? It's like a Mexican place? Rio Grande. Rio Grande Cafe. 
They have a enchilada there bigger than my balls. Yes. That's meaty that's and a, thick. That's yeah. a big, big enchilada. And so, uh, man, I, you don't think Mexican food when you think Utah, but I'm telling you, it was damn good, and now I'm sleepy. I'll take more of these, please. That'll wake me up. <laughs> I want vegan hunting. Uh, they got a lot of vegan places here. I know. You're so the I vegan man. I from vegan places and had a good time by myself. Um, <laughs> each time I... I had I, I'd invited Ralph to go see Spider-Verse with me, and Ralph was like, I gotta write the show. I'm like, at 10 in the morning? He's it, like, it's a big fucking show. And as you can hear, there's no fucking show so far. So he could have fucking went to Spider-Verse. Yeah, it takes me pretty much a day to put the whole thing together. You gotta learn to work nine to fiver. smarter, not harder, man. Like, fucking put in as little work as you can. That's my motto. Yeah, well... No, I understand my job's easy. I get to show up to the show that you have prepared and stuff. Well, God forbid it was left in my hands. Imagine if I had to put the show together. Holy fuck. Be all Target all the time with you. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, this is what I bought at Target today. <laughs> then I got this. <laughs> no, what I did buy that was badass as fuck. A shark Christmas stocking. What? It's a Christmas stocking. Looks like a shark. So it's like you're sticking your hand up the shark's ass. If you put your hand in a stocking, that would be like, you could work him like a puppet and shit. It's kind of like your revenge for Jaws, like, you know, smile, you son of a bitch, and you put your hand fucking in it and stuff. But it well, was just nothing like Christmas. says Christmas like a shark. I thought it was awesome. I was like, these are two things I would never put together and shit, but I think it might have something to do with that baby shark, baby shark. You know, sharks are big now with kids again. Yeah. And not for the reason, when I was a kid, we loved sharks because they were like, they'll fucking eat your parents. Right. But now kids are like, baby shark, baby shark. You know. Yeah. You don't know about the baby shark? I thing? do, I do, yeah. I just think you need someone to go shopping with you next time. <laughs> I like, you know, I'm thrown into the local economy and shit like that. Right. I buy shit and then I, I mean, I'm, I don't, never mind. I don't like to fucking, <laughs> I buy shit and then I give it to like Toys for Tots and stuff like that. Speaking of buying shit. Yes. I didn't know we had these. These are awesome. Yes, a couple posters. We got posters available tonight. This is a guy, Eric Flugler, who does the, the, uh, the, uh, dre the sketches of us. The, he always does these side-by-side uh, -side portraits of us from segments on the show. And this is the Dynamics Duets poster. It's me as Adam West and Kevin as Bane. I have the original artwork for this. And, like, they're gorgeous pieces. But the Germans piece is always a little hard yeah. to hang in the house. I've had a lot of people walk in my office and be like, oh, I understand. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, the beautiful artwork. He also did the uh, coloring yeah, books. And he's got the coloring book too, in case you don't like color. These are all black and white versions of that, and you can color in them yourself. See? For sale on your way out of the store, of yeah. course, on, out of the show. These are cool. Yes. Uh, speaking of buying things and gift giving and things like that, this is our last Hollywood Babylon before Christmas. So oh, Mary scared Carey? me for a second. I was like, what? Not period, no. This is how you fucking choose to tell me in front of everybody? Just Are you Jerry Maguiring me? You're just like, I'm going to do it in public in just front of people. Just before Christmas. So I wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas before we get started. Oh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, so it's our last, that's right. Our next show is New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. We're doing two shows on New Year's Eve back in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. Where you don't need a coat. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. This coat, the one I bought, like, because I did buy a coat. Oh, you did? Fucking short. Uh, and then I put it on over my fucking jorts and I look really stupid. And you look like a flasher? Yeah. There's people who are like, what's the point, asshole? Like, put on some fucking pants. But I, it's a nice coat, but like, it just ain't me. I like them longer. So 
I'm going to give it to Jason when I get home. Like, Merry Christmas. Regifting. Yes. The true spirit of the holiday. Brand new coat. Like, here you go. Yeah. He's not the kind of guy to be like, where's the tags? Like, he'll wear it. Where? He lives in L.A. too. <laughs> Giving him something he doesn't really need. I thought of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't shop for that fucking dude anyway. He's an impulse buyer. So he just buys... Whatever he wants, he sees it and he fucking buys it. And the only thing he ever really wants, back in the day, used to be heroin and Oxycontin. Sure, the gift that keeps on giving. Totally. That's what I call that. Now it's Lego. Like, he just replaced one addiction with another. And fucking his room is just nonstop Lego from fucking end to end. Wow. So for a Christmas gift, you always default to Lego. Problem is he's bought everything and shit. Right. And he don't like little Lego sets. He's just like, I want this set. Cost fucking a thousand dollars with the death star yeah we're like oh my god you can build your own real death star <laughs> for that much money let's kick the show off the way we do each and every episode by talking to you kind folks who came out tonight people came long distances or celebrating special occasions it's a segment we call the shout outs hit it spencer it's a shout out Kevin and Ralph, so get your cock out Yeah. <laughs> Did that noise come out of you? Yeah, man. That's yeah. the fucking Deseret moan. <laughs> uh, can I get a drink? Not a hard drink, but an iced tea or something like that? Can I get whatever hard drink he's not having in <laughs> mine? Um, what are the shout-outs? Uh, take us there. Who's getting shouted out? First, we've got Jenny and Travis. Are you guys here? Jenny and Travis? Hey, kids. How are you? Jenny, J-E-N-I. That works. Nah. Nah. Just spell it fucking right, Jenny. Just, just do the right thing. You're special. You're special. No Y for me. Just one N, thanks. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, my name is Jenny. I'll be attending the show with my husband, Travis. My husband got me into Babylon years ago, and we save up your shows so we can binge listen on long car rides. Oh, my God, that rocks. You'll hear this in March. Good thing you're here. The um, long car rides are good for podcasts, but also good for blowjobs. Just throwing, <laughs> Just it, out throwing there. it out there. This is the first real date night we've had in a long time. We can't wait for dick jokes, impressions, and watching Kevin fillet a microphone. Well, you've got it all. You've seen it all already. It's already happened. Yeah. Could John Travolta, the gay ghost, please tell my husband how much I love him, what an amazing father he is, and how I can't wait for our next adventure. Thanks for the free, funny, garmy, strong Jenny. Oh, thank you, Jenny. Aww. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Travis, he's so cool. <laughs> You're like a father, like a husband, who <laughs> you... Boom. <laughs> there you go. There's your gay ghost. So weird. So weird. Thank you. You're my favorite lady ever. Oh my God. This man's going to give you his You're long ass coat. offering me your fucking coat. This is like something out of the Bible. You are you are tremendous. I I'm okay. I'm gonna get on a plane. I'm gonna be in California tomorrow, so I'll be. But that is so fucking sweet. I should give you here. Do you smoke weed? <laughs> I don't think you can just give people drugs, Kevin. I found this on my way in. It was. Uh... 
I'm not sure what's in it, but if I had to guess, <laughs> the San Fernando Valley OG. But see, that was biblical, man. That was right out of the Bible. You try to give fucking somebody a coat, that guy turns out to be Jesus and he gives you weed. So fucking... Don't you remember that story? It's been a long time Testament. since I read the Bible. I'm not familiar with that parable. I think it was from Acts of the Apostles. Really? Oh, thank you. Oh, look, all kinds of fluids now. Oh, speaking of which, holy shit. So yesterday, like, my mom had a medical emergency. I mean, no, this is a comedy show, so I shouldn't be doing this, but just so many people ask me on Twitter, like, what fucking happened with your mother? Um, they airlifted her to, the, to this other hospital. They pulled a liter of fluid away from her heart, and so now she could breathe again. So today, she was up in the chair oh, and chit-chatting with me and talking, and not, talk, not like, you know, pained talking. When I was speaking to her when I saw her the other day, she sounded like fucking Tim Roth and Reservoir Dogs. She's like, just fucking give, help me, Larry! You know, she's really fucking bad. So when I spoke to her today on the phone, she just sounded normal like mom, which was wonderful. And I knew she was kind of in the clear because she was like, um, your brother is going to send you a picture of what I looked like. Don't put it on Twitter. <laughs> She knows you. And she sent me a picture, and she looked wrecked, man, like really bad. I don't know how. If I had to put up with like a quarter of what she was dealing with, I would have cashed it in, man. For a 73-year-old woman, she's just got balls of fucking steel. So give it up for Grace, man. Yeah, she's it's here for Grace. In. <laughs> Amazing Grace. Well, she did push me out of her body, so, you know. She's strong. Love you, too. I thought of that as I looked at the photo you posted earlier of her when she was in the hospital and you took a selfie with her and she's lying in the hospital bed. And I was thinking, what if she was get tired of that shit after a while? Oh, if I'm she, lying in a hospital bed, I don't know if I want the kids around taking selfies and posting them. She is like, like my, you know, my, my mother's great passion and love in life was my father. Right. Uh, right after that was her children. Mm. Right after that is being the mother of the guy who made clerks. <laughs> like she so she fucking, doesn't mind the publicity oh, at all. She loves it, dude. Like whenever she's in the hospital, man, as soon as I come in, I'm like, mom, she's like, wait, 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 come in. He's here. Take a picture with him. And then a bunch of nurses come in. They're like, your mother's making me take a photo with you. I was like, I understand. Just stand here. It'll be over very quickly. You know, <laughs> if I could take a pic. She's super, super proud, mom. She loves that shit. So when I took a picture and I was like, I'm gonna put it on Twitter. She was like, hold on. And she fixed her hair. No, oh, it's adorable. Adorable, but yeah, she seems to be in the clear right now. I'm glad so, to yes. hear it. Yeah, you can applaud, Grace. Oh, we already did. Thank you. I'm not looking for more, but thank you. Ronnie Williams, are you here, Ronnie Williams? Hey, Ronnie Williams. Uh, good tidings and happy holidays, and to you, good sir. Good tidings. Who's throwing a rat around these That's days? Dickensian, positively yes. Dickensian. Uh, thanks for the free funny. Look forward to many more years until you're promptly shut down by either Hollywood Babel, oh, <laughs> HBO, the network, or the Hollywood Mafia. Yeah, they're out to get us. You're right, sir. <laughs> I'm writing to see how my Eartha Kit Catwoman from the TV show Batman stacks up against your Adam West Batman. It's pretty good. Ronnie, you're a dude, right, Ronnie? Yeah. Yeah. And you do an impression of Eartha Kit as the Catwoman on the TV series Batman. <laughs> well, how could you be surprised? It comes out of your mouth. You didn't know, but you found out you could do it. And you, why don't, why don't you come up here and we'll see if you can do it or not? Come on up here, Ronnie. Use this ramp right here. I'll do Adam West's Batman. I'll set you up, 
and then you come in with the Eartha Kit Catwoman, okay? And you look just like her. It's uncanny. <laughs> um, so I'll just give you a little setup as TV's Batman, and then you take over and do Eartha Kit, okay? All right. Catwoman, you evil feline temptress. When will you learn crime never pays? Well, it's taking you a bit of time there, Batcock and Boy Cummer. What were you guys doing, sliding up each other's bat poles? Would you like some of this pussy? It's not a great impression, but I got a heart on, if that, if that helps you at all. So. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks so much. Wow. I think he just wanted to get on stage and say some crude shit. I think he did. Well, little piece of advice. You have to go at the end of it. You got to do that. That's what you can't do. It's a whole fucking impression. Is that Batman? Anyway, <laughs> he took it in a different direction. He did. Yeah. Right in my pants is where he took it. <laughs> uh, Jonah Shaw. You hear Jonah Shaw? Jonah didn't make it. That's a shame. This was a good bit. All right, never mind. <laughs> um, Heather and Brittany. Heather Demille and Brittany. Hi, they made it. Hi, ladies. I'm Heather, and I'm here with my heterosexual life mate, Brittany. Aw. My husband would have taken me, but he hates crowds, people, and life in general. <laughs> so is my podcasting partner, but I take <laughs> him everywhere. How dare you, sir? He hates everything that's not me or our two kids, but he knew how much Aww. I wanted to go, so he opted for me to take my best girl instead. Brittany and I have been best friends since we were both engaged to the same guy. We are in Utah. That's true. You're like sister fiancés. Uh, not at the same time. Oh, I got you. Not at the same time, mind you, but I had stayed friends with my ex, and then we met when she was dating him. Their relationship also ended, but our friendship remains. Holy shit. Wait a second, man. So fucking... One of you was dating a dude and then broke up, and then the other one started dating the dude, and you met because of the dude and then became friends... And then kick the fucking dude to the curb and then kept the friendship? Is that right? Oh, how bummed is that guy? I don't know. He's probably like, I fucked them both. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, uh, Brittany is a longtime Kevin fan. Thank you. And sadly, only knows Ralph from Yoga Hosers. Why sadly? I like that movie. Yeah, if you're going to know him from anything, know him from that. Yeah. Man. He's a Nazi underground. <laughs> In the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get that squared away. Yeah. Uh, Brittany doesn't listen to any podcast. <laughs> Although. <so> she... <laughs> yes, we have evidence to the otherwise. Uh, Brittany doesn't listen to any podcast, so she has no idea what's in store for her other than what I told her, which was to expect a lot of anal jokes. Can the Germans please let her know what she's in for and also tell her she's a hottie and I expect her to put out tonight? Now the guy is bummed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the years of laughter, Heather DeMille. Sure, the Germans can welcome Brittany. We can do that. A little music, Spencer? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We are not Nazis. Nein, not Nazis. Despite what this says in the picture. Yeah, we are not fake Nazis. news. Yeah, that's right. Brittany. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the show, Brittany. Yeah, you're going to make out with Ezra. Yeah. And we are going to watch and pull out porks. <laughs> yeah. 
Gonna pull out my bratwurst. Yeah. Make some sauerkraut. Yeah, Blody's gonna be blitzkrieg, blitzkrieg, blitzkrieg. I love it when two ladies just bang their strudels together. Yeah. Ah, that's so hot. Can you do it on top of a glass table and let us watch underneath? That is what we call doing an Al Jolson. <laughs> Thank you for the hundred-year-old joke. Auf Wiedersehen, girls. Good luck with the lesbianism. <laughs> oh, here's where I got slut from. Uh, Brandon Kinney. Are you here, Brandon? You're very yes! here. Yes! You're very here, Brandon. It's like he just passed a watermelon. Uh, Brandon Kinney, uh, from, you're in the Air Force, right, Brandon? Used to be. Oh. Well, thank you for your service. Right. Still. Yes, thank you. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Welcome to Salt Lake, Utah, a.k.a. S-L-U-T. Slut. We're so excited for Hollywood Babylon. My name is Brandon. I'm attending the show with my lovely wife, Karina. Along with our friends Roman, Rocky, and his lovely wife. Well, we'll get to that in a moment, won't we? I know how much you love interesting names, so I thought I'd bring you this one. It's her real name. She's here with her husband, Rocky. So I was wondering if perhaps Sylvester Stallone could do us the great honor in figuring out how to say her name together. So he wants Stallone to try to decode your friend's name, do you? Let's throw it up on the big screen so we can all take a look. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yo, Rocky, like, what's up with her name, you know? It's like, Denacho, like, Denacy, Denaki, Depostrophe Naki. It's like mental, you know? It's like a name, like, from space or something. It's like, were you like a Vulcan? <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm just a guess, because I don't know. But I'm thinking it's Dinesh. Am I right? Dinesh. Dinesh. It's not a fucking name, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. You have to be like mental, all right? The name you get, Dinesh. Dinesh. Why are you waving, Dinesh? That's a weird name, you know? And I know a guy named Apollo, right? I know Drago. Dinesh. <laughs> Dinesh, Dinesh, Dinesh is on fire. <laughs> we don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker, burn. Thanks for coming out, kids, and Dinesh. Dinesh. And uh, lastly, Carl tweeted, and he couldn't be here. He had tickets, but he couldn't get off from work. And he still requested his shout-out. So I wanted to give it to him because he wanted David Bowie to sing Merry Christmas to everybody in the room tonight. So I thought, even in his absence, he will hear this when he listens back. Carl couldn't get off the work. He thought he was going to get off to be here tonight, so I felt bad. So I'm going to do his shout-out. David Bowie singing Merry Christmas to everyone here tonight. A little music, Spencer. Merry Christmas to you, Utah. Turn up, Spencer. Merry Christmas to you, Utah. Ethan Finger. I hope you have a good one. And I wish you Merry Christmas. I hope you get some presents underneath your Christmas tree now. 
Merry Christmas to you, Utah. I hope it's very merry. Merry Christmas to you, Utah. <laughs> All right, Spencer, that's enough of that. Thank you so much. That is so gross. Never see J.J. Abrams do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Spencer's the man working on Sights and Sounds tonight. Can we get a round of applause for Spencer doing the show tonight? Spencer! He's working his ass off. Uh, besides the shout-outs, we also get emails from all around the world. Spencer? Turn it up, baby. Turn it up. Up. That would be more volume. Yeah, Spencer, turn that way to fuck up. Let's do it again. Yeah. Take two. Here we go. Take Play two. Play it again. Here we go. And action. Higher. Higher. Crank it. Higher. Is that as loud as it goes? Featuring Kevin's reactions. There we go. It's a little better. Kevin's reaction is, is that as loud as it goes? <laughs> we can get more volume. I know you can do it, Spencer. We give Spencer a little love, and he gets soft on us, man. That's true, man, yeah. Uh, this first email, uh, I love this segment. It's one of our new ones. It's folks who write in and say they had the wrong lyrics to songs they've been listening to their whole lives. Oh, makes me laugh so hard. This one comes from Steve Friedman. He says, a few months ago, I asked my wife what Mexican Lucky was. She looked at me strangely. I added that I assumed it was sort of some sort of drug, but I wasn't cool enough to know which drug it was. She said she still didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, you know, Mexican Lucky. They're talking about it always in that Daft Punk song where they sing, we're up on Mexican Lucky. <sighs> Can we play the real song, please? We're up on Mexican Lucky. We're up on Mexican Lucky. We're up on Mexican Lucky. That's the yeah. strain I'm smoking tonight. It's Mexican <laughs> Lucky. But the lyrics are, we're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. Meaning having sex. We're up all night to get lucky. We're not up on Mexican Lucky. That is not the lyric. <laughs> Despite what Steve said. Unless you're said. up to get sex and you were wound up fucking somebody named Mexican Lucky. I guess so, yeah. Now she's annoyed at me because ever since we talked about it, all she can hear when she listens to that song is, we're up on Mexican Lucky. Yeah. Got a point. Folks also send in photographs of places near where they live that have fucked up names. These are all towns with fucked up names. We got lazy on this segment, so we just call it, your town's got a fucked up name. This one's from Richard Gell in Todmorden, England, in the UK. He said, uh, big fan of the show. Thanks so much. Hope I can see you live someday. I'm thinking with Ralph's tales of old, his old life of swinging and general debauchery, he may have visited this town near me in England on a few occasions. Let's take a look. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Old Wet Wang. Good old Wet Wang. Welcome to Wet Wang. <laughs> It welcomes careful drivers. Yeah, you want careful drivers on wet wang. <laughs> wet wang can get slippery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no doubt. Right, bud? Huh? Totally. You with me? I've been there. Yeah, you have. Did you ever get wet wang when you were swimming? Oh, yeah. Is that a side effect of swinging? It like is. a swimmer's ear? I got wet wang. <laughs> I got wet wang. <laughs> ah, doctor said it'll clear up. <laughs> <A> little <laughs> penicillin. He's got to tap it on the desk a few times. <laughs> That's right. 
wring it out. Yeah. Wring it out a little bit. Now it's dry wang. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yes. <laughs> Fascinated. When you were in your swinger period, yes. did you only swing in Los Angeles or did you swing other places? Oh, Kevin, I swung. I swung. Like across the country? Nah, I swung everywhere. Really? I, I swung, swung everywhere, everywhere, man. I swung everywhere. <laughs> I put it in her mouth, and I put it in his ass, and I put it in his hand, and I put it on her head. I swung every. <laughs> it's frightfully easy to write a song. We have spent way too much time together that our brain's working simultaneously now. Where, where, did you swing in more than one state? Yes. Where are the states? Did you ever swing in Utah? <laughs> yeah, but that we guy. We didn't ask you, but now I'm curious. Did, that guy, he remembers me. Uh, no, this is only my second time ever in the state of Utah. I told you that we, uh, right. we did Park, uh, City. Park City with Sundance for Yoga Hosers and then uh, here this trip. So. All right, so what were the states beyond California? Uh, Florida. Oh, was it like swinging in Florida? You fucking old people? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> A lot of old Jewish people from New York <laughs> down there. Show, would you like to have sex with my wife? Just because there's snow on the roof doesn't mean there isn't a fire in the furnace. <laughs> what makes me laugh about that is you probably did fuck an old person. How dare you, sir? I am an equal opportunity swinger, I'll have you know. I was going to say, when you're swinging, isn't it just like fucking, where if you're there, in for a penny, in for a pound? <laughs> you, uh, you, well, whoever you click with, you click with all different kinds of people in life, right? Floridians, where else? Um, Florida is like, by the way, one of the swinger capitals of the United States. Probably won't surprise anyone because Florida's a fucked up state. <laughs> but uh, tons of swingers clubs in Florida. My brother told me, uh, he lives down in Florida. I was just there seeing mom and whatnot. And my brother lives down there too. He said there's a, you know, we were trying to figure out like uh, what, where mom goes after the hospital. There's a rehab center. And he's like, yeah, there's one that's real close to that swinger place. And I was like, what swinger place? And he was like, you never heard about this? He's like, there's a retirement community for people 60 and older, and they have the highest rate of STDs of anywhere in Florida. That's funny. I said, are you fucking serious? He's like, yeah, because they're all like, you can't get pregnant, let's fucking do it. Nobody, wow. Nobody wears anything, and so they just keep spreading shit around. I'm like, but they're old. He's like, I know, but they're still fucking. So that gives me hope. Just a little penicillin. <laughs> and the next thing you know, the drip is gone. So where else? Florida? Uh, Nevada, of course, Las Vegas. Every year, uh, for many years, they have the biggest swingers convention in North America in Las Vegas. What do you mean a convention? They take over a hotel for a weekend, and it's filled with swingers and swinger events. And just fucking come everywhere. Well, no, Kevin. If for they're God swinging, it's, that's how it ends. It always ends like, like the no, Titanic always on the hits walls. the fucking iceberg. You know what's gonna happen? Sure it's, they do. They not, Jackson Pollock that shit everywhere. It's not ropes of it go flying through the casino, flying over people playing slot machines. <laughs> totally, they're ducking it while they're fucking playing their one-armed bandits. Was it just nothing but nonstop sex? Well, no, they have social events, too, and they've got cocktail parties. What do you mean social events? Like, hi, hi, let's fuck. No, there's, it's more That's than what just it better that. Be. You can chit-chat to anybody in this fucking sick old world, but if you're going to be a swinger at a convention, it just should be like dick, pussy, dick, pussy, no, dick, pussy, no. ass, ass, ass. <laughs> Sounds like a Jason Muse rap. <laughs> It's like something you say outside yes. the quick stop. Yeah, well, it makes sense. <laughs>
Um, uh, no, there's social things too. It's called the lifestyle because the people in it ascribe to a certain lifestyle. Which so there's they had panels that you could talk to people. They would they would have you know sex ed panels and things like that. It was a whole weekend of activities. In my mind, if it's like everyone swingers and they're for fucking, the panels are just like. Who here likes sex? Everyone's like, we do. We're like, let's fuck. No, it's it. much more than that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take you to a swingers convention. You I and would, I are going to go. I would. I wonder, but they, uh, they don't allow spectators. Don't you got to like fucking put? We'll skin tell them we're a the couple. Game? It'll be fine. That'd be amazing. Oh my god, we can go in and we're like, we're fucking gay couple, and we want to swing with women. <laughs> We want to get very experimental. Just to see what it's like. We've heard so much about it. <laughs> we're just going to try it out and shit. Not sure where we're doing. Anyone know where the clitoris is? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Draw me a map. It's not a bad movie, man. It's a good premise for a fucking movie right there. Two horny guys fake being gay to get into a swingers convention. That's what it'll say on Netflix when you click on it. <laughs> You've described it to a T. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this next email is from Jeff D. from Kansas City Mo. He says, I came across this picture online, and it gave me an idea. This is the photo he found online. It's a picture of a comparison <laughs> of our president with the heat miser from the year without a Santa Claus Christmas special. He said, I wonder if it's possible to hear Donald Trump sing I'm Mr. Heat Miser from the special. Well, Jeff D. from Kansas City, Missouri, Christmas dreams do come true. Okay. I got to fucking shoot this for proof when the government comes. <laughs> Give me a little when Robert Mueller comes, I'm giving him this. <laughs> Give me a little music, Spencer. I'm Mr. Green Christmas, okay? I'm Mr. Sun. It's unbelievable. I'm Mr. Heat Blister. I'm Mr. 101, all right? Some call me Trump Miser. Whatever I touch turns the shit in my clutch. I'm too much. I really am. I'm too much. A lot of people are saying that. All right, there you go. There's all the... We get, especially this time of year, we get emails and pictures from folks who are doing a little Christmas shopping for their kids. This stuff is supposed to be for kids. Boys and girls are supposed to enjoy these things. But when you look at them, you can tell these are inappropriate toys. Hit it, Spencer. When you're shopping for your kids for Christmas this holiday season, please beware of the counterfeit toys. They're out there. They're everywhere. Like this counterfeit transformer. This is not actually a transformer. It's called the interchange. That's <laughs> not all it's called. Yeah. Can we zoom in on that, Spencer? Give me the next picture. I don't think I want my kid playing with <laughs> Dong Man. <laughs> Dong Man, the interchange. <laughs> Dong Man. That'll be our fucking code word when we're <laughs> undercover at the swingers place. <laughs> What's up, dong man? 
This next toy comes from Roman in Holland. We have a listener in Holland. He says, I've been a regular listener for about three years now. I know how you feel about the poop-related toys. Not my favorite thing, by the way. Don't like the kids playing with shit games and things like that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't think it's necessary. But we've gotten finally to the point, says Roman in Holland, where they've just cut out the middleman. No more games. No more clever little things with poop in it. No more funny little plays on words. They've just cut to the chase. Now you can just get a turd. You can just get a turd. It's a toy turd that you can play with. It's a turd. Just a turd. Put that in, the, in your shark stocking at Christmas morning, Kevin. It's just a rubber turd. I gotta get my hands on that shit. Oh, it's the end times, I swear to Christ. I bet you it's a target. <laughs> they got them there. Target has everything. Right, you didn't buy a bushel of them. <laughs> and uh, in a related topic, this came from Joseph Bieber. He says, no relation to that little cunt, by the way. <laughs> I was browsing the internet for Christmas gifts for my kids, and I came across a game that I thought you would love. Remember the old game Battleship? Remember Battleship? Yeah, it's like 50 years old, that game. Everybody has played that. If you don't know, it's a game where you, it's a strategy game where you try to sink each other's battleships. B6, hit. Oh, you sunk my battleship. Yeah. Well, there's a brand new version on the market, folks, and here it is. Battleships. Oh. You have to sink the other guy's turd. Come on, we're better <laughs> than this, aren't we? Truly. Battle shits. I mean, it's such low-hanging fruit. Anybody could have did it, but we were all like, come on, that's too easy. And finally, Twisted Games was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. There's a buck to be made there somewhere. <laughs> Battle shits. We're not playing that when we go to the swingers convention, by no the way. way man. Just, no, no. That's the name of the fucking, maybe that's the name of the movie, Battle Shits. <laughs> Hey gang, this episode of Hollywood Babylon is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. Squarespace is the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. With easy to use tools and templates, Squarespace can help you capture every detail of what drives you. Because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. And if you want to turn your passions into a business, well, Squarespace can help you there too with a customizable e-commerce website. From internationally recognized brands to your favorite local shops, Squarespace is trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world. Here's the thing about Squarespace. Your site will look professionally designed regardless of your own skill level because there's no coding required. All their tools are intuitive and easy to use. And you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. So start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. Check out squarespace.com slash babble and make sure to use our offer code BABBLE to get 10% off your first purchase. I am confused by Japan. This is a fact. I don't understand their culture or what they get into over there, the games that they play, the things that they buy, the foods that they eat. I just don't understand it. That's why we have this segment that I respectfully call, What the Fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? This comes from Dana Brady in Winter Garden, Florida. I was just there. What? Yeah, I was just in Winter Garden. That's a real town. It sounds like. Proof, I saw it. I didn't think she was making it up. 
Why would she sign the, the, Good point. the email with a made up I town? I co-sign it. She's right. That's right. real. Okay. I'm with you. I'm confused by Japan sometimes. I certainly don't know what their obsession is with butts. They do love butts in Japan, for sure. And uh, proof positive of that, there's a brand new, uh, well, it's a pillow, actually. It's a pillow available for the holiday season. I present to you the buttress. That's the pillow. It looks like a woman's ass in yoga pants, basically, but just oh the ass. Oh, my God, it kind of does. That it is, looks like my wife's ass. That is a pillow that you're supposed to use to rest on. Why it has to be an ass, I don't know. Right. But there's a video that goes along with it to show you what it's constructed of, how it looks. And here's the video for the new buttress in Japan. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what yeah. I do with my pillow as well. Yeah, that's not creepy as fuck. <laughs> they also have a suggested way to use the buttress. This is how you're supposed to lay on it. We got this picture here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> face down right in the crack of the ass pillow is where you're supposed to do it. Face down, ass up. Oh, that's beautiful. And the selling point also for the buttress is if you're so inclined, you can put panties on it. <laughs> It really well, has everything. It up. It's like an American girl. Though. It has everything. The Japanese butt face pillow. <laughs> but it's actually kind of smart. For those of us who like to sleep face down, you, there would be breathing space. <laughs> I'm a face down guy. This is why I can't take you to the swingers convention. <laughs> you can embarrass me. And this last email comes from Bonnie in Chicago, Illinois. It reminds me we still owe them a show. We got to go do a show in Chicago next, next year. Next year we'll do it. We've been saying that for eight years. But next year, really, we're going to do it. One day um, we'll find the Windy City. She mentions that it's kind of become a holiday tradition here on Hollywood Babylon. The last Babylon before Christmas, Kevin and I get together and we do the best that we can do a legitimate version of one of our favorite Christmas songs, which is Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth done by David Bowie and Bing Crosby, famously. So she has requested if we could do that tonight for and her. And it's not a funny version? It's no. a real version? Well, I mean, I can't control you. You're your own man. But uh, usually we do this pretty straight. It's not me as Bane. No, it's you as Bing. No, no, it's you as Bing. Bing Crosby, and I will do my, my Bowie. Okay. All right. So I, I begin? No, we begin together. Oh, okay. It's in... This is going to go well. He has, <laughs> you've heard the song before, right? I have. We've I, sung this before. It's true. I know. We did such a good job. I thought we'd never have to do it again. But uh. Well, it's becoming a Christmas tradition. It's like, you know, when they used to have those Christmas specials every year. You don't expect Andy Williams to not sing Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Excellent. Or Bing Crosby point. singing White Christmas. Most people don't even know who Andy Williams was. That's so. true. But you do. And I've made my point crystal clear. <laughs> so you hear it go, what? <laughs> There's Mrs. Williams is in the audience tonight. <laughs> um, all right, so we say, but we're not singing as oh Bowie. Oh, my God. Not as Bowie and Bing. Well, I will do a little. Uh, it will be Bowie-esque. Okay. And you can make it Bing-ish. Boom, 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 baby. Okay. All right. <clears throat> no rehearsal. <laughs> keep that in mind. No rehearsal. Zero rehearsal. Kevin's not even sure what we're doing. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> 
I think we, I got the gist of it. As we try to do this. How about a little music there, Spencer? No Not promises. Yet. No promises. I love this song. Come, they told me, ba-rum-pa-pum-pum. A newborn king to see, ba-rum-pa-pum-pum. Our finest gifts we bring, ba-rum-pa-pum-pum. Rum-pa-pum-pum, rum-pa-pum-pum. Peace on earth, can it be? Years from now, perhaps we'll see. I'll see the day we bring a glory. To see the day when men of goodwill live in peace, live in peace again. So peace on earth, can it be? Every child must be made aware Every child must be made to care Care enough for his fellow man To give all the love that he can I pray my wish Will come true for my child and your child too. He'll see the day of glory. I see the day when men of goodwill live in peace, live in peace again. Peace on earth. Can it be? Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Imagine if we had practiced how that would have sounded. Or if we did it as Bane and Adam <laughs> West. We also like to say goodbye on the show to some folks in show business who left us recently, but left behind bodies of work we'll enjoy for many years to come. This is news to Kevin, apparently, this one. It's a segment we call Tinseltown Stiffs. And now, another edition of They no, will indeed. Really? Actress Sandra Locke has passed away at the age of 74. God. You may not know the name, but if you're a Clint Eastwood fan, you certainly know her work. She was a longtime boy, uh, girlfriend of Clint Eastwood, and they worked together in like a half a dozen films. Every which way, any, every, any, every which way but loose, any which way you can. Bronco Billy, yeah. I think she was in. Sudden Impact. Yes. Uh, he first cast her in The Outlaw Josie Wales. She was in The Gauntlet. Um, they were together for a long time, and then they split up, and she sued him for palimony. Yeah. Because they never married. And she also sued him and Warner Brothers, saying that they conspired to ruin her career after they broke up. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like Clint. Well. 
Because we know him so well. We do. We know him so well. He did talk to an empty chair once. That's true. So Anything is possible. She directed a movie as well, Rat Boy. She directed a couple films, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rat Boy, I love, by the way. It's I a great little movie. film. Um, unfortunately, she succumbed to cancer this week, uh, breast and bone cancer. Which she, I thought is she was a wonderful actress. Very, very. She was, um, she was nominated for an Oscar in her very first film in 1967. She did a film with Alan Arkin called The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Yeah. She was found in a nationwide casting call. They're looking for an unknown to play her role in that, and she got that gig, and that was the beginning of her career. First role, nominated for Best, uh, best Actress, I believe, that year. Wow. Yeah. Um, you'll remember her when you see her. Here's a bit of the trailer for Any Which Way But Loose. Yes. Clay, there's one tough dude who won't be trifled with most of the time. There's one too many women in your life. I think I love you. And neither will Clyde. Come back here with my Oreos, yeah. How did that movie ever get made? I, I just... don't know. It does seem like a drunken bar bed of a movie. But it, it, it works so well they did it twice. And she was uh, at the heart of it, man. She leaves him though at the end of the first spoilers at the end of the first one right like they fall in love and then she leaves him and it ends on kind of a down note it's just he's left with his ape sure a man and his ape and then the next movie they find her again and fucking they get back together and yeah. clyde also gets a girlfriend in the second film yes. as well yeah do you remember her name in those movies i don't know. lynn halsey taylor how do you remember I that i love the clint eastwood <laughs> monkey movies so much oh my god i love them so fucking much what kind of fool do you have to be to work with an orangutan, though? That's the only I ask. What kind of person would be in a movie with a fucking orangutan, for God's sake? Obviously, it had an influence on me <laughs> yes, later on. I guess so, yeah. Uh, speaking of movies and TV shows and whatnot, sometimes mistakes are made that someone should have caught before it reached the audience, and it simply isn't caught, and we call those mistakes shit that should not be. And now for shit we should not see. Thank you, whoever got me this. Here's some shit that should not be. This next uh, clip comes from A.J. Richards. Mmm. <laughs> smells like shark stocking. <laughs> you did have your hand up there. It smells perfectly Salt Lake shitty. This email comes from A.J. Richards in Sydney, Australia. He said he was uh, recently going through the entire Halloween collection. I know it's not quite the holiday we should be talking about, but it's the, uh, the Halloween collection. He went to see the new film, and right. now he's, he's going through all of the films. And he said at the beginning of the sequel, Halloween 2, from 1981, they play a clip from Halloween at the outset, showing yes. Dr. Loomis... Killing Michael, killing Michael Myers again, yes. and him backing off and falling off of the balcony to his death, supposedly. I wonder it, if this is what I think it is. Well, in the first film, at the end of the film, Michael Myers staggers off the roof. There is no, there's no railing there on the balcony, and he just falls to his death. Yes. But they had to reshoot that segment, because in this film, when they shot it, there is a, there is a railing on the balcony. Now, how do you have Michael Myers... <laughs> get safely, the actor gets safely off that balcony. Well, of course, you build him a ramp. 
I remember this. I've, when I first fucking saw this, I was like, before I knew there was a shit that should not be, I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> if you watch carefully, you'll see Michael Myers staggering backwards and then slowly he goes up a <laughs> ramp and then goes over the side of the balcony. Once you've seen it, you can never unsee it. Here's the beginning of Halloween 2. Can we turn those lights down? <laughs> One more time. Oh, what a cheat. What a complete cheat that is. I know, man. I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, no, it's not real. Movies are bullshit. <laughs> and that's when I joined the movie business. Yes. We also like to take a look at acting that sometimes, you know, not all great actors give great performances. Sometimes acting can be so bad, it goes all the way around to become exquisite acting. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. This week's exquisite acting comes from Sixto Reynoso, our buddy there in New York. He sent this in. It's from a movie called The Swarm. Wow, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. You're a was, lucky, lucky man. It's, it was, I remember looking so forward to it because I was like, this could happen. Bees could turn on us. This could happen. They were predicting back in the day that they were on their way. They were working their way up from South America. The Africanized killer bee was going to come to the United States and, and wipe us Kill all out. Kill everybody. Yeah. Yes. Um, for those of you who weren't around in the 70s, there was an era of constant what they called disaster movies, which they had all different kinds of things threatening our lives. And this one was Bees. Michael Caine starred in it. But also in this film was Oscar-winning actress Olivia de Havilland. <laughs> she was in Gone with the Wind. I mean, just a long storied career before she made this film did not help her story of her career, <laughs> this film. She came from an era where you could act big and get away with it on the big screen. The 70s was not that era so much. No. Here is Olivia de Havilland looking out the window of a school, seeing the entire town stung to death by killer bees. She's looking through a window, and her reaction is exquisite acting. <laughs> it's the moan that makes it oh she, she rivals vader there for no <laughs> oh my lord every week one of the reasons we all gather together is to take a look at all the entertainment news it's a segment we call the hbo headlines As you know, the order of the day when it comes to entertainment now is the streaming services. Everything's going to be on a streaming service sooner yes. or later. Apple is launching their own streaming service very soon. They are. Thank you for the confirmation. I'm in business with them. We have something there. Oh, you do? Yeah. Good for you. Because they're having something else also added to their stream. They're bringing these kids back. Do you remember these kids? What do you mean back? Where'd they go? Well... Charles Schultz died. Yeah. And that was the end. He, it's in his will that no one could carry on the Peanuts franchise once he was gone. That was it. No more Peanuts. Okay. 
But they have, with the Peanuts estate, or the Schultz estate, I guess, they have, for the first time ever, besides that feature film that they did, but in terms of television, they're allowing them to make television series content again using those characters. So we're going to get to see characters. We're going to get to see Charles Schultz's last wish go to shit. Right, exactly, yes. We're going to see Fuck You, Chuck. We're going to see that on Apple streaming. Wow. And Just uh, like Charlie Brown, he had one fucking dream. He's like, when I die, make sure nobody ever does the peanuts again. And just like Lucy with the football. I just took her right away from him. He just fell on his back. Spokesperson for uh, Peanuts Worldwide is the name of the company. Said, (laughs) (laughs) So you know it's going to be good. Um, that movie that they did fairly recently, it was a couple of years ago, was yeah. re- beautiful looking and very well done, but also was based on the loophole, how they got away with it, is it was based on a story Existing that stuff. had written, yeah, but never published. Yeah, this is going to be new stuff, apparently. Wow. So, uh, look I for- hope, do you think there'll be classic peanuts, or are they going to be like, oh, I was on Pornhub the other day. <laughs> Linus is going to rap with his blanket and shit. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I've never been a fan. I've never laughed once at Peanuts. I don't what? get the attraction. I don't understand it. Snoopy was like my first true love. Yeah. Man. We all watched it because that's all we had. But if we had choices back then, we would not have watched Peanuts. I remember like, looking in the comic strip. Even it's like, what is this supposed to be a comic strip? <laughs> Everyone is morbidly depressed in this town, and and the psychiatrist is a bitch, and she only charges a nickel for advice. That can't be worth it. It was awful. The whole group was awful. I love the Peanuts. I love fucking Snoopy. Although, like for years, I always thought it was World War I because that's <laughs> how I learned about it. Because he was, you know, the, he was the ace on, pilot. The ace pilot. Yeah. He was always fighting World War I. Do you think he was fighting against himself internally? Is yeah, that what you thought? It was, it was like a struggle, an internal it struggle. It was a pretty deep comic strip. Yeah. Uh, the battle for baby, it's cold outside, rages on. It's the biggest battle of the holiday season. Some people want it banned. Other people say no. A lot of radio stations are banning it from their playlist because people are offended by the content of that song. Because it sounds a little rapey. That's what they say, a little date rapey. Nobody wants to hear that at Christmas time. They say she wants to leave and he won't let her go, and that's not in the Me Too movement uh, allowed anymore. That's, but that's the words on the surface, I always say. Underneath it, I think there's something less sinister going on in that song. It's a little more playful than people give it credit for, I think. And some people agree. There's a radio station in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, W-A-K-Y-F-M. Wacky. Wacky FM. Oh, they got a morning show. <laughs> it's wacky. <laughs> They've announced that they're going to be playing Baby It's Cold Outside nonstop for 48 hours this weekend. Oh, shit. This is why we can't have nice things, because everybody hates each other now. Yeah. Yeah. This will show you. Now, in their defense, they would be playing all the different versions of that, of which there are about 473, I think. It's been covered a lot of times. Oh, right on. So you'll so. hear all the different versions over the course of the weekend. They'll be playing it constantly, nonstop. So, uh, but it does feel like a real fuck you at Christmas time. <laughs> it really does. People are very angry over a song that yeah. seems a bit out of sorts. Uh, speaking of trouble in broadcasting, what's going on over there at CBS? Everyone just grabs everybody's tits and stuff over there. It's a madhouse. What do you mean? Well, they lost their president. 
Les Moonves, yes. he had to step down because it turned out he was demanding blowjobs in his office and he was insisting that actresses, if they wanted to work on CBS, have sex with him and something. It was like, it was like a swingers convention, frankly, over there at CBS. <laughs> only, only half was consensual. And um, there was a lawsuit now with Charlie Rose, the broadcaster, the, the journalist over there. Three women sued CBS because they say he forced himself, himself on them, demanding kisses and grabbing them while they worked for him. Uh, to two of the women, he suggested they get a hotel room and have sex because he was having fantasies about them. And this is in the workplace, people that worked for him or under him? They worked well, literally under him, apparently, yes. Yeah. Uh, Sybil Shepard said she had a dinner with Les Moonves and he uh, came on to her and she turned him down and that's why her CBS sitcom was canceled. Really? Yeah. She said that he would have kept it if she would have fucked him. That's her point of view. She said they were having dinner and he was telling me his wife didn't turn him on anymore and his mistress didn't turn him on anymore. Oh, those sound like tremendous first world problems. <laughs> yes. And he said, uh, why don't you let me take you home? And she said, no, I got a ride. And she left the table, and her series was canceled shortly thereafter. Whoa. And then today it was announced that your pal Eliza Dushku was in the news. She was on a TV series called Bull on CBS, and she was sexually, um, um, not assaulted, but uh, she was made to feel uncomfortable on the set because of sexual comments and actions that were happening around her. She left the show, and now she just settled for $9.5 million. CBS just paid her out. Good for her. Yeah, she was on a show called Bull with Michael what Weatherly. What happened, though? Uh, apparently, he made many sexual remarks and jokes in her presence. Her character in one scene had to hold up three fingers, and that's when Weatherly suggested a threesome with her and another man on the set. He also invited her to his rape van, jokingly. How do you do that jokingly, by the way? How does that happen? They should have fucking taken the nine million out of his fucking salary. Yeah. So uh, she was supposed to be a regular character, but after she told him not to say those kind of things around her, her character was written off the show. Oh. So she got a lawyer, and they went after CBS, and they've just settled for $9.5 million. Good for her, man. And I would like to say Michael Weatherly also said that to me. I'll settle for like 900 bucks. <laughs> what do you got in your pocket? I'll take it. More inappropriate words involving show business. This New York judge has announced he's resigning because it came to light that he had inappropriate conversations with a lawyer that was there. This happened in uh, Jefferson County, New York. The judge was having a conversation with a lawyer who was also promoting a Vigo Mortensen film festival in the local city. The judge was overheard responding to him, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what? You heard me. The judge said to him in front of witnesses, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. Wait, the judge said that to who? <laughs> to the lawyer who was there in the courthouse on other business who was also promoting his Vigo Mortensen Film Festival. And this, this, was set, this wasn't even in the 90s? It was recently? This was in October. Oh, shit. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. Wait, you didn't get to the best part yet. He then added, you and Vigo Mortensen should get a hotel room and suck each other's dicks. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a judge? He's a judge. That's the kind of shit Jay Muse says. <laughs> judge Jay Muse. Five months later. I think later, you should suck his dick. Noinch. Five months later, the judge was talking to the same lawyer and made a gesture with his hand to his mouth, connoting oral sex in the hallway. 
He gave one of these to the guy. Holy shit. Is the dude still on the bench? Um, he is resigning. He, as of uh, New Year's Eve, will be his last day on the bench. So he won't be back. So was he on his way out? And he's like, I'm just going to make all the Vigo Mortensen jokes <laughs> I can make. No, I get the sense that the cause was why he now has to resign because of this problem that came up. Um, Imagine the lawyer's like, did anyone hear what this guy just said to me? He said I should suck Vigo Mortensen's dick. Someone in the back is like, do it. Just suck his tail. Um, He's got a tail, you know. They should get a uh, a send-off video for him from Vigo Mortensen. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Army Hammer made some news today. He made his female fans very upset. He's going to be on the Jimmy Fallon show tonight, apparently. And to promote it, he said, I'm getting ready for the show. And he posted a video on his Instagram feed that has his female fans up in arms. You want to see what he did? Yeah. We got the video. Take a look. Got a new idea for you for your Instagram feed, Kevin. What? Shave your balls. <laughs> Imagine how many views that would get. If that got that many views, just him shaving his head. How many views did it get? I don't know, a lot. <laughs> I don't have the exact number here, but the reason it was uh, trending news was because it made the internet very upset and a lot of views. That he took his hair off? Yeah. Imagine if you did your balls. Even better, imagine if I did his balls. <laughs> that would be a big get as He's well. He's already got the views, yeah. man. We just double that. I'm like, Army, I think I know I could do it. Just pull out your hammer. Why do you think he did that in the video? I guess to get the attention, right? Well, maybe he's doing it for a role, and he was yeah. like, well, if I'm going to shave my head, I might as well get some social media. Did you ever shave head. your head? No. It looks enormously freeing to me. I think I'd like to try it once. Really? Yeah. Freeing in what way? Just not having to deal with your hair anymore. Well, like, you don't have to brush it or comb it or whatever. You just, like, just, just wash it. Just as long as you take your eyebrows off at the same time. <laughs> Great. So I look like the Hills Have Eyes yeah. guys? Yeah. That'd be so badass. Welcome to Hollywood Babylon. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. I'm terrifying. <laughs> this is my favorite holiday story. Natalie Portman was doing an interview this week, and she said she had some problem with her cousin, Merrill. I love this story. Uh, she explained her cousin, Merrill moved from New York to Los Angeles with her husband last year. And Natalie and her family are Jewish. And she said, we've been inviting them to all our Jewish holidays and everything for the past three holidays and didn't get any reply. I was like, did I do something to offend her? Did I hurt her feelings? Is she holding a grudge? But she's totally not that type of person. So she drafted a long text to her cousin trying to figure out what was going on and if she would come to the family's Yom Kippur celebration. She said, so I looked, and when I sent a text to her, I realized I had two Merrills in my phone book, and I had been texting Meryl Streep the whole time. Uh, That's why uh, she wasn't getting any response to her Jewish holiday invitations. Why? Because Meryl Streep is a Nazi? No! Because Meryl was like, I don't want to come to your house for Yom Kippur. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't think they're that close. I don't even know you, bro. <laughs> exactly. But Meryl has accepted the role, and she will be playing her cousin in a feature film soon. So it all works out. She'll be awesome, too. And lastly, in music. Why do you think she wouldn't just write her back and be like, hey, it's hey, me, Meryl Streep. New phone, who dis? Yeah. yeah. It'd be amazing if Meryl Streep just hit her back in the middle of the night, fucking you up. 
Or if Meryl showed up at the door, that'd be great. You invited me. Yeah, here I am. And here's my Oscars. <laughs> Mazel tov. Uh, music news. I hate to break it to you, but Justin Bieber's in the news again. Ugh. Justin Bieber. Nobody fucking needs ya. You wanna know why? I'll tell you why. Cause you're a little fat. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> I think they heard that up in Park City. I think so. Well, Justin Bieber's fans, the Beliebers, I guess, right? Is that what they're called? The Beliebers? Yeah, then I saw his face. Now I'm a Belieber. I don't think that's how that goes. Uh, they've accomplished something this year. They have finally taken Justin Bieber's song from 2010, Baby. They have uh, taken the title away for the most disliked video on YouTube. It was? It was for years the most disliked video on YouTube. And that's baby, baby, Ugh, baby. Yes. Oh. 9.9 million dislikes on YouTube. <laughs> really? Almost 10 million dislikes. <laughs> the most disliked video on YouTube. That's pretty funny. It's fucking awesome. But apparently his fans were tired of him holding the crown of being the most disliked person on YouTube. So this year they made a concerted effort to dislike another video to try to surpass that. And they did it with the YouTube Rewind 2018 video that just came out, which is sort of the greatest hits of the past year on YouTube. They made sure that they got out there in numbers and voted for that as the most disliked. And so they finally passed it with 10 million dislikes, excuse me, 11 million dislikes. So now Bieber is no longer at the bottom of the pile. Imagine if you put those kids to work on, I don't know, the election. Right, imagine if they voted. For president. Like, if they can accomplish that, fuck. Uh, you can tell by the comments that it's all Bieber fans who did it, including one post that said, Justin must be feeling so relieved now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what he's fucking worried about. Totally. That's all that was missing in his life. But at least... I'm not the worst, yo. <laughs> at least they mobilized, though. You gotta say that for him. The one thing you can say about Bieber's fans is they're fucking idiots. So, <laughs> they got that going for him. Kevin and I are huge geeks also, and so we like each week to talk about the geek news. Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin, geek news. Uh, everyone's talking about uh, Spider-Verse. Oh, everyone's it is saying, so you saw that fucking today. beautiful. It is amazing. It is spectacular. It is sensational. It's truly a comic book film. Um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything when I say... It, the, it opens with the Comics Code Authority approval. That's awesome. Yes. If that doesn't make you want to see that fucking movie, I can't help you. It's, it's so goddamn beautifully done about family, about like, you know, just standing up, making a choice. Ultimately, the message is anyone could wear the mask. It's mm. really fucking beautiful. Really. And fun and funny. Legit funny. I laughed out loud many times in the theater. I fucking cried a lot. Like, you know, but in a good way, not like this blows, just like, oh, my God, it made, you know, fucking everything touched me and shit. Uh, so it's a fantastic ride. Well worth it. Well worth the effort. Since you've seen it, there's one element that keeps cropping up in all the news stories I've read that I wanted to address. And it's in this news story. A lot of people are talking about the Stan Lee cameo. He shows up in this film. Of course he does. And which is, is so touching after his loss. It's fucking, our loss. It's beautiful. Uh, in, in the universe uh, of, of the film. Spider-Man is known. 
like people know Spider-Man. There's Spider-Man merchandise. Right. So um, the young hero, I don't think Miles. it's spoiling anything because it's in the trailers, but he's wearing like a Spider-Man, a store-bought Spider-Man costume for most of the uh, movie. And uh, he goes to uh, buy the costume and it's Stan who sells it to him. And Stan says uh, some really wonderful things about like the costume. And he says like, it's big, but you'll grow into it. They yeah. always do. It's so fucking beautiful. Uh, really, really moving. So I was sitting there watching the movie and I forgot. Of course, there'd be a Stan Lee cameo. But I was just having a blast. And then it was like hitting this a fucking emotional wall. Yeah, I'm sure. Hearing his voice and seeing his image and, and like hearing what he had, what they had him say. And he was the perfect guy to like sell him the costume. You know, it's just it's absolutely perfect. He says in the film also, you know, we were friends, he says about Spider-Man. So that's so sweet. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. I'm sorry. He does. He says we were friends. Yeah. It so it's really fucking good. The movie's right. amazing. I'll cheer you up with this news. Aquaman is the king of the sea and the box office, apparently. It hasn't even opened yet here in America, and it's already made $135 million around the world. No, I'm wow. sorry. $150 million. I misspoke. $150 million around the world. It hasn't even opened in North America yet. That's December 21st we get this film. It is going to make all the money here because um, I saw it. And it's, what? Yeah, I saw you it. You son of a biscuit. I got to see it. It's fucking... It is more movie than anybody is prepared for. It is so much fucking movie. They packed so much story, so much imagination into it. Everything looks expensive. Like there's no shot in that movie looks like cheap. Mm. Like and not even cheap. There's no shot looks like, well, that cost a reasonable $10,000. Everything is fucking expensive. And even like to do the auto underwater effects they slicked everybody's hair back, have them in green screens, and replaced their hair digitally. So it moves, So it waves right? underwater. So everything about it is fucking expensive and stuff. It, it, when you think about movies and like, you know, how they should be full of imagination and take you on a journey to a place you've never been, fuck, this movie really, really does that. Mm. Um, James Wan did a fantastic job. Uh, it, it looks like it's probably the one comic book movie I've seen where everybody looks like they look in the fucking comic books. Right. Um, and I talked to him about that when I was at San Diego to the director. And I was like, I can't believe you kept the orange shirt, man. Like, yeah, that's awesome. so fucking metal. And he goes, there's a reason that these designs have lasted for decades. Like, they're they're great. So why change them? Why fuck with them? They're fantastic. The Black Manta sequence is is like my childhood dreams come to life. It's just, fan it's his whole backstory. Like they handle it in the movie. Like they introduce Black Manta, his origin story. Oh, that's cool. And he's kind of like the B villain throughout the entire flick. Um, it's just massive. Momoa is charming as fuck. Uh, Amber Heard does a really great job. Uh, what's her name? Nicole Kidman is fucking wonderful. She's the queen, right? She's the queen, plays his mom and stuff. And at one point, she has a fight with a trident and kills a bunch of people. And you're like, holy fucking shit. It's really great. For all those Disney movies, too, uh, Disney, uh, DC movies, where people are like, oh, they're so dark and fucking, this is the opposite. It's Good like time, huh? They heard every note and they were like, turn on the lights. And so, whole fucking movie is bright and fun and wonderful. It made 150 around the world, three, 175, excuse me, 135 million of that comes just from China. It's a huge hit in China. Wow. It's more money than any DC movie has ever made there. And it's earned more than the entire run of Spider-Man Homecoming or Black Panther in China as well. I'm so there, you, it's it, beloved there. The way that Guardians of the Galaxy like 
conquered and claimed space. Remember the first time you saw that? You were like, holy shit, space is fun again. And like, right. I've never been on this journey. Uh, they've DC has just claimed the oceans. They're the first one into the oceans in a, in a big way. And, and like, it's, it's fun. It's everything you want a movie to be. And it, what's amazing is this is a character that like fucking even three years ago, people are like, Aquaman, he fucking talks of fish. He's the worst superhero. Right. And it just proves that like in the right hands, you could do anything. He's, this fucking version of Aquaman is metal as hell, man. This is nothing fucking weird about it. And they do literally have him talk to the fish. Talk to the fish. At one point, he's like, whoa, 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 just like in the fucking. I think that'd be real useful if you live in the ocean. Absolutely. And and also, like, it's that's the thing. They always make fun of the character, like, you know, oh, fucking, unless we're fighting on the ocean, there's no need for Aquaman. But they present him as they did in the comics, which is like he lives at the greatest depths that the earth has to offer. And so his fucking skin is impenetrable because of that right. shit. Like, the science makes sense in a sci fi kind of way. <laughs> But it's fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Good times. And fucking when Ocean Master puts on, Orm is his half-brother and right. stuff. Straight out the comics. Everything looks so fucking legit. At one point, he puts on his Ocean Master helmet. And it it looks exactly like the comic book character. But they animated the helmet so it has expressions. Oh, that's so clever. So fucking good. They have sharks. They have fucking weaponized crabs. It's so fucking nuts. <laughs> I had weaponized crabs once when I was a swinger. <laughs> At that swingers convention, I too got <laughs> weaponized crabs. But I was not a superhero. No, not no, at all. No. Uh, yeah, it's going to make you know, a lot of money when it opens here, man. It's opening right around the holiday. It's perfect movie. Christmas time, you've opened your gifts. Let's go see fucking Aquaman. You can bring your sharks stockings. <laughs> I did. Yeah. One of the things I also bought was I bought a Black Manta doll. Oh, my Lord. So good. Like, come on. We live in a world now where you can buy a Black Manta doll. <laughs> right. Like, we used to dream about, like, why can't they make a Black Manta figure? I got to make it with my own fucking clay and shit. Now you can literally walk in and be like, I'll take 12 Black Manta figures, which is what I did. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> when I see something I like at a store, I want to buy it and so support it so they realize, oh, we should buy more of this. So whenever I see a cool comic book thing, I'm like, I must get it. Keep one for me and give the West away. It was a Target. Yeah, you can yeah. totally find it at Target. You're one step away Which from Target. A, it you're was one Salt step Lake away City. from a hoarder. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah. I am a total hoarder. I, I mean, here, you want a true story? This is so fucking gross. All right. So this morning, uh, I went to Target chiefly to look for razors. Harry's razors that you put on razors. They're my favorite. They got an edge blade at the top so I can get in real close and stuff. Sure. So Target's got them. That's where I go to get them. So I bought like a 12 pack of razors and in my bag, my travel bag, I had a three pack of razors that I've been using and switching the heads out, but I've used them to death and they're not very good anymore. I have such a hoarder's mentality. I haven't thrown them out. And on my way to the show tonight, I was like, I should bring these and give them to a fan. <laughs> Who wants your old fucking razors? I don't know. <laughs> this guy. Well, your fans, they would take your used toilet paper from the hotel. The reason I didn't ultimately bring it is even weirder because I was like, oh, shit, man. It's got my hair on it, so they'll have my DNA. They oh, could, my God. They could clone me. Yeah. I got worried there'd somewhere there'd be a Utah clone of me one day. And he'd be like, father. Wearing magic underwear. <laughs> 
Uh, meanwhile, on the other side of the street, Marvel is finally talking about Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange, kind of everybody forgot about that film. I love that movie. It's a great movie, and, and I don't think anybody forgot about him as a character because they relied on him heavily. No, in, but in the Infinity sequel War. to the standalone film kind well, of got pushed means, aside because they had a lot of stuff to take care of. I guess he's going to survive the snap then. Spoilers. I, I guess so. Um, they're talking about number two. They've just signed Scott Derrickson, the original director, writer of the he first one. He did a one. wonderful job. Did a brilliant job. Looks like they're going to go into production next year and then May of 2021, they're speculating, we'll finally get to see the film. So it's a ways off. The reason I brought the story is because Scott Deckerson, uh, Derrickson, like a lot of folks in California, sadly, lost his home to the fires, the wildfires he that were going on. He lived in Malibu on. or something? He was near oh. the Wolseley, Wolseley fire, oh. and uh, his house burned to the ground, and he said he was forced just to grab, you know, it's one of those things. You, they evacuate you. You just grab whatever is important to you and... Uh, take what you can and he's posted a picture he said this is what i grabbed ah, oh my god that's gonna make me cry he grabbed the original eye of agamotto so he could have that so they could if they made another film they would have the original they would never that's lose fucking that cool so, man he's got a cool. geek's heart that's he does. real cool he, does he left his family and his pets behind yes but he saved the prop from the movie very well done yeah. scott three golden retrievers perished in the blaze but he's got Dad, come back he went, yeah, he's like, if I save this, I can turn back time and all right. shit. <laughs> Dormammu, I have a bargain. This uh, DC Universe streaming service, speaking of streaming services again, they're doing every character. Like, it's a ton of stuff. Yeah. We keep talking about this Stargirl show, and uh, they're also doing Swamp Thing. They're bringing yes. Swamp Thing. Uh, they've just cast the Blue Devil. Remember Blue Devil from Swamp Thing? They're doing Swamp Thing? Yes. I, mean, I knew what they are doing Swamp Thing. They're doing Blue Devil in Swamp Thing? Blue Devil's going to be a character on the Swamp Thing series. Blue Devil, the one-time stuntman who wound up being a fucking devil? Yes, he played a devil in the movies, and then he became a devil. But he's a good devil because he fights bad devils. Right. And he's blue, not red, because the red ones are bad and the blue ones are good, apparently. And but he's got cool horns anyway. We live in a world where we're seeing that character. When did you think they ever get to Blue Devil? Never. Oh, my God. And Kid Devil. Remember his sidekick, yes. Kid Devil? Yeah. They're doing that as well? No, I don't know about that, but I always liked Kid Devil. They've cast Blue Devil, and it's none other than... Ian Ziering from uh, Beverly Hills ah. 90210 and Sharknado fame. Sharknado fan. star. Wow. Yeah. So, it's good to see he found, found work, sir. You're absolutely right. We thought his career was over like Tower Reeds, but no, apparently he's going, <laughs> he's going on. You can't kill Ian Ziering, man. No, you can't. Sharks have tried. <laughs> Stargirl, as we mentioned, is coming to the screen, and they are loading that up with Golden Age DC superheroes. They're doing the Justice Society of America in flashback. Well, of course, a lot it's of that Jeff show. Johns, and he loves the JSA. So we already announced that uh, Joel McHale was going to be playing the original Starman right. in that. And yes, and now they have added other characters as well. Wildcat will be on the series. That was always one of my favorite Golden Agers. Played by an actor named Brian Stapp. Here he is. He was on uh, Walking Dead in a couple for a season, but there he is with Wildcat. What is his name? Ted. Ted Grant. Ted Grant. Former heavyweight champion Ted Grant using his fist for justice. Yes. I like that character because he was just a guy in a cat suit who hit people. That yeah. was his only power, really. And he always had his knuckles wrapped in boxing wraps. Like, that was a giveaway, I thought. You know, like, <laughs> hey, that's that boxing guy. That's the ex-champion. No, I'm not. Meow, no, meow. I got a cat mask on. <laughs> I'm the wild cat. <laughs> and they also added 
Our Man. Remember Our Man? Yeah. He had power for one, one hour. hour. It's a shitty deal. He's got a great, great outfit, though. Great outfit. Great costume. Had to wear a... Uh, a uh, hourglass around his neck to yeah. remind himself that he only had an hour, I They're guess. Like, oh my God, there's only 10 seconds left to save the universe. Well, shit, my hour's up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to clock out. You guys, best of luck with that disaster thing. <laughs> uh, that, that character will be played by this gentleman, Lou Ferrigno Jr. Oh, get out of here. Lou Ferrigno's son, Lou Ferrigno Jr., was on SWAT and a couple other TV deals. He is finally beginning, becoming a regular character on Stargirl. Stargirl, he will play Our Man. That's fucking adorable, man. Yeah. Good for His him. dad must be so pleased. Family biz. Yeah. Before we say goodnight, boys and girls, we've got one last bit of business. Uh, Liam Neeson, of course, as you know, is one of our favorite actors, uh, largely because he's largely downstairs. He's got a giant cock. We talk about it every week. That's right. I love you too. My mom's here. Yeah. Uh, every week, you folks are kind enough to send in more facts that to, that the legend of Liam Neeson's cock has grown leaps and bounds, just like his cock has over the years. Here we go. The top five for this week. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It goes door to door singing Christmas carols while Liam walks around accepting donations with his hat. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. The rock can smell what his cock is cooking. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. One year Liam was bad and Santa filled it with coal. He ran out of coal. <laughs> he needs a shark stocking. <laughs> That's right. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. He can shoot its webs throughout the entire Spider-Verse. <laughs> That's deep. That man. is deep. Yes. It's everywhere. Be careful, don't hit Aunt May. <laughs> With great cock comes great responsibility. (laughs) And lastly, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. big Liam didn't pass a kidney stone. He passed Emma Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of Salt Lake City, have you had a good time this evening? Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You made it wonderful. Uh, We cannot do this every week without the man to my left. Give it up. For Mr. Babylon himself, Mr. Ralph Bucker Garvin! And my brother and ba- my Babel brother and buddy, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babylon Fuck Off. Good night, Hollywood! This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.